Welcome everyone to a brand new Promo Chat Deep Dive. I'm Josh Story and I'm here with Danny Rosen. I'm sure most people out there already know and love Danny, but um, if in case this is your first time uh, seeing us, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, Danny Rosen. I'm a founding PK chef. Proud to be here. I'm also co-president with uh, the president of Promo Kitchen, but co-president with Robert Fiveash of a distributor called Brand Fuel. I'm in our Raleigh office. Uh, been in the industry for a long time, and uh, man, I'm I'm just so glad to be here with you, Josh. <laughs> we are very glad that you're here with us as well, uh, because last week we did kind of a Promo Kitchen Chef takeover of Promo Chat. Now, um, normally uh, Promo Chat is put together with uh, a small team where we talk about the different topics that we want to go over and come up with questions, but we wanted to have an opportunity to bring in uh, more voices and uh, kind of highlight some of the amazing people that are um, behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, I guess, on the Twitter chat as, as much as that is in front of the scenes. Um, but we wanted to bring in some more voices and do like a takeover, maybe once a month. We'll see what happens, see how it goes. Um, and last week we kicked it off with my chat and uh, talking about social media. Um, since I'm the social media manager here at Sanmar, um, it's a topic that is near and dear to my heart and I had seen a tweet from ASI that only 11% of distributors had a solid social media plan. And that, that hurt me in my soul a little bit. <laughs> and I want two of us. Yeah. I really want to try to up that number. And um, so we, we I, I took over the chat. We, we talked the entire chat about what we can do to, to plan our social media, to come up with a solid strategy. And Danny had a really great answer to one of our questions that I just have to find here in my very busy desktop. I feel all of your social media platforms consuming your Oh, it is. Here we go. All right. So professional here today right now. All right. So <laughs> our question was for the 11% of you out there who actually plan, how long did it take you to develop your strategy? And can you share some details about the process and how you got there? And Danny, you said, define your client, choose the platform slash platforms, use a management tool like Hootsuite, create amazing content, create metrics, audit yourself. And then you gave a link to a blog post, which I'm going to try to put in the comments or the doobly-doo or whatever we've got here so that more people can go and read that. So that was a lot of information for a single tweet, and you kind of just laid it out. So <laughs> thank you for that. Very more easy. More is more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we wanted to dive deep into your, uh, deeper into that and sort of flesh out some of the steps that you gave. Um, so step one, right? Define your client. How, how would you suggest someone who's like, I, I don't know, the people who want to buy my stuff. Like how, how do people define their clients? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, the blog outlines it pretty well on, on the Brain Fuel site. But just to summarize, um, I would say get your staff together uh, for an exercise around this so that you can get your internal team on the same page of who your client should be or is currently or who you want them to be. Um, I would say to consider areas to help you define your best clients, like um, types of industry, uh, buyer titles, personalities, even the types of products that you want to sell. And um, one of the things I've been really talking a lot about lately is just to steal a quote from the amazing Seth Godin. 
is that you need to be a mindful specific versus a wandering generality, which I just love. And I think what he means by that is that, you know, by focusing on selling to a specific market, you have probably a better chance of success and being everything to everyone. And so the idea that you're going deep versus wide, um, you truly get to understand industries, their language, um, what the competition's up to. And again, I think creating products and services to help customers in that vertical with their challenges. So you really start to understand the products in our space that target those specific verticals. And that experience that you get, I think, in the end, um, will have your customers telling others about you. And that's what you want, that third-party validation. That, to me, at least, is the marketing holy grail. We don't have to market as marketers anymore when others are doing that for you. Um, I pulled something from, if I can read it, if you're okay with it, from the Brand Fuel Employee Handbook. Can I read it? <laughs> oh, man, from your handbook. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So um, in anticipation of this, let me pull it up here. Hang on. Okay. Um, okay. So this is from the very last few lines of, it says, the title of it is, who is Brand Fuel's ideal client? It says, uh, not every deal, client, or sale is good. Divas and price whores aren't worth it. Deliver value and know what you are worth. You are worth it. Boom. That was it. Very good. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, so what you said really resonated um, on multiple levels, right? Like specificity is when we, when we talk about copywriting, um, the, the more specific you can make something, the more general it becomes because people are more able to see themselves in a specific example than they are in the general, like, new product for everyone, uh, right? And the specific examples help generate ideas in people's heads. And when you narrow down into a specific thing, it, it has this um, magical effect of opening you up to a wider audience, I think. Um, yeah, so that, man, that's great. All right, so as amazing as that answer was, um, let's uh, segue that poorly into your definition of amazing content. Um, that you had in there. You said, make amazing content. What, uh, what is amazing content? How would you define that? Well, I mean, I, first and foremost, amazing content gets shared. Um, I think it inspires, it educates, uh, it entertains. We do a lot of entertaining at Brand Jewel. Um, we're not necessarily trying to sell a lot of stuff, but we are trying to captivate and, um, and all that. But I think at its core, it's the willingness to create and share um, fresh thinking you know, original images, original videos, like really putting an effort into um, originality. I think uh, you know, great content makes someone act, whether that's in their lives or with their businesses. And um, you know, going back to the Holy Grail thing, I think is that amazing content will uh, have people taking actionable steps into a buying relationship with you. Uh, and so, the suggestion is, you know, create original content and then maybe even tag or share directly with those who you want to have uh, read or engage with it. And I think maybe um, you'll be able to track and see how effective your, your content is. Definitely. Um, I always, I, I, I say this so many times and I feel like I am repeating myself, but uh, I always say that if people wanted to browse your catalog, they'd go to your website. They wouldn't go to your social media feed. Right, social media—you've got to have an eye towards um, entertaining to some extent, right? Even if it's not, you know, getting up there and doing a song and dance, you still have to get them to stop scrolling through somehow. 
and yeah. whether that's an amazing image um, or you know a, you know a really insightful quote or something like that just whatever you get it takes to stop to get their thumb to stop the scroll um, awesome love awesome it. love it yeah and then the last part and this is uh, another key component of good social media managing as far as I'm concerned is um, auditing yourself mm. um, now I, a lot of people out there might think you just toss the tweets out into the void and then they come back to you and get you sales but we know that's not always the case so um, what do you mean when you say audit yourself oh gosh so many layers um, you know I, I would think about your brand's voice um, and making sure it's consistent um, KPIs around followers and engagement uh, is important I think ROI associated with content which ROI I don't think has to always have to be around selling things um, and so um, you know finding new employees for example if you're trying to if you have a strategy of onboarding uh, great staff um, social platforms when you sort of start to peel back the layers and we do this on a monthly basis we do a review with our managers on social we look at demographic information and so I think you could audit your demographic information you know who is actually engaging or watching um, and where are they you know if you find out a good example is you're finding out that um, tweens in, in Scandinavia are, are engaging <laughs> your merchandising program, you know, tweets and whatnot, uh, social outbursts, <laughs> you know, you, you, and you want to be connecting with rock star marketers in the U S you, you probably got to make some changes, but, um, you know, I think looking at just making sure your, uh, accounts are updated. You know, if you've got a pinned post from 2017, that's a liability. <laughs> Um, what else? You know, do an internal audit. We do this sometimes with our employees. You know, we ask them about um, some of the uh, things that we've shared or we'll let them know something we've shared so they can share it. And if they are willing to uh, share, then you win. If not, you're probably failing a little bit because your staff's not on board. Uh, a friend of mine runs a platform called Yip Yip. You check it out. It allows uh, staff to automatically share content. It's pretty cool. Um, so I think there's really good tools out there. Uh, I think a big question is whether or not you really are reaching your ideal customers. And so following the accounts, you want mutual engagement, engaging them with them thoughtfully um, and consistently. Uh, I think, you know, that, that in and of itself, that auditing of like why you're doing this is really important. Looping back to knowing your audience, right? And right. It, this way you're not guessing in the dark. You can actually, you can literally see who your audience is on social media, which is amazing. Yep. Um, and that circular, circular looping back is a great storytelling technique. It's a great content technique. And so let's loop all the way back to the beginning where you talked about being, um, you know, one of the head honchos here at, at Promo Kitchen. Can you tell us just a little bit about um, why, why that's so important to you? Why is, that, why is that a thing that you do? Yeah. Um, you know, when we started Promo Kitchen back in the day, the industry seemed to be lacking a voice of like sort of the young rabble rousers. I'm a little bit older now and-, and Rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> you're the rabble rouser of tomorrow and today. Um, but you know, I think just wanting to shape things up and help guide the industry towards um, innovation, deeper connection, I think ultimately, you know, building strong communities. Um, I think when I've, I look back about getting into the industry, I think most people still 
probably do this to some extent, where you see the industry uh, as being uh, competitive forces. We're always complaining about Amazon and 4imprint as distributors, and, and all, it's always a hot topic. But I think competition, while it's good, I'm a capitalist for sure, but I think it can create an insular environment. And I don't think that's healthy. And so when we started Promo Kitchen, we wanted to create a place of shared learning, of deeper friendships, this idea that um, you know, raising, uh, what is it, the rising tide raises all ships philosophy. And I think we wanted to be independent enough to be able to speak our minds without worrying that we might offend or alienate a sponsor. So I think we stand for things and we're not afraid to do that. And last, I'd say, um, you know, talk a little bit about the education, things that we share and how we stand for things. I, I love the other mandate, the mentorship program. It's not an easy program to run, as you know, but um, you know whether you're doing it in Promo Kitchen and getting involved as a mentor or a mentee, um, whether you're doing it in your own business, which I would strongly suggest, you know, join Promo Kitchen and you know, bring greater connection to our industry. Uh, become a mentor or mentee. You can start there in a one-on-one -on -one fashion. We need fresh voices, new perspectives. If the industry is going to thrive, and I say all this because, and I didn't mention this, I should have, you know, I sit on the board of PPAI and we have these dialogues around how do we build connection uh, through membership and all of the amazing services that PPAI as a nonprofit offers, you know, volunteer with PPAI, volunteer with PPA, volunteer with Promo Kitchen, take on a leadership role um, with these nonprofit organizations. You'll learn leadership skills. I do it for those reasons. I do it for the connections. I do it for the education. Um, and I do it because it's important to serve and give back. Boom. Amazing. There you go. Mic drop out. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being on our first deep dive for one of our takeovers. Uh, we hope that we can get you to take over the chat sometime eventually in the future here. Yeah. Well, you're, you're a tough act to follow, Josh. You did a really good job for, for, for the first one. And I just want to say thank you to you for jumping in the role that you did as a volunteer, as a sous chef, as a chef, and then actually doing the work that you do for Promo Kitchen. It doesn't exist without people like you. So great job to you, man. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm trying to get better about accepting compliments. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. And we appreciate you showing up to Promo Chat every Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there uh, and have a good one. Have a great one.